This is Your Pilot Speaking is an adult show with swears, cussing, and bad language. So if you're a kid listening, put headphones on so your dumb parents don't hear. Let's start it. Uh, go. Hi, welcome to the Zoo Pilot Speaking. My name is Jeremy O'Connell. As always, I am your pilot. Today we are joined by the lovely Laura Buckley. Hi, how are Hi. you? Great. How You're doing are you good. Doing? I'm yeah. doing great. That tequila is hitting me real yeah, nice. Yeah, much better with the tequila for yeah. sure. Fun, fun day at work. Well, I work in accounting, so I no. Mean, <laughs> as fun as that can be. Numbers are great. You gotta love them. Numbers are great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is really nice because I'm able to just kind of like put on my headphones and ignore the world and listen to podcasts and yeah, music sure. all day long. So Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I got water too, just in case, because right. there's going to be a lot. I guess I'll drink water too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't drink water. Fish make love in it. <laughs> um, so... Today we've decided that our topic is going to be all about cartoons. I blasted the internet yesterday, um, pretty much yelling at people that I desperately wanted to make a podcast about cartoons. And my co-host, Lover to Death, she's not a big cartoon person. However, you responded and were like, yes, let's do this. Yeah. Because we both have been watching a show called Big Mouth. Yes. It's fantastic. Really, really, really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... What drew you to that show specifically? Was it just like the the people that were involved in it or was it more the story? Did you even know anything about it going in? Um, I mean, I'd heard little mentions of it um, here and there, but um, I guess just Nick Kroll being involved is sure. obviously yeah. something I am into um, and Jenny Slate and everyone like that. But really, like my roommates had just turned it on and I was just fucking off for the day and I sat down and we started the first episode and within the first five minutes I was like cry laughing. So yeah. It was perfect. The second that the hormone monster showed up I was like okay this show is great. I am the hormone monster. Oh yeah. my god. I I try like the hormone monsters showed up and I was like I really don't want to be that like queen that's like she is me when I'm in a bad mood <laughs> but she is. She so is. Yeah. Just like. I relate more to the monster. Do I you? Yeah I don't okay. know. I think it's just because I'm fucking disgusting. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that. Yeah. You I'm just sit there in your own filth. <laughs> Sleeping it you pig. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Um. There's so many quotable moments from the show. I just, I really like the Hormone Monsters, mainly because I'm such a huge fan. Maya Rudolph. It's Maya Rudolph, Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, Maya Rudolph, who um, we all know and love from SNL. Yeah. And then Bridesmaids and um, a billion other things that she's done. Um, have you heard of Princess? Yes, her Prince tribute band. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Prince, so that is a must-see on my concert list sometime yeah. soon. So just as an aside, did you see her do her uh, cover of Sometimes It Rains in April with D'Angelo no. as a tribute? Oh my god. After his death? I feel so out of the loop. I cried a lot. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass myself, but I do yeah. because that's what this is all about. Right. Uh, like the second it popped up, it was on Jimmy Fallon, and it was like a big loving tribute to it. D'Angelo broke halfway through, like got choked up, and Maya had to step in and start singing, and I was like, goodbye! Oh my god. I'm crying. These are waterfalls. And it wasn't like like single, you know, Johnny Depp crybaby style. It was ugly snot bubble <laughs> crying. It was just like, it was real, real bad. Oh, yes. D'Angelo, you beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful man. Little... The second she showed up, though, it was with... Jesse. Jesse. It was Jessie. with Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, when she showed up with Jesse and was like, hello, my beautiful little ravioli. <laughs> I was like, you. Or she's like, oh my God, you smell so good. And she's like, that's because I don't wear deodorant and I only do bubble baths. <gasps> How she says bubble baths gets me... Bubble baths. Bubble baths. Oh, yeah. I want to... I want to know where she came, where that like character came from, and just meet that person because 
I feel like every voice actor has someone that they base their voices off of, and I so badly want, like, hope that that's a real person. Can we also talk about Jesse's vagina? You know who it's voiced by, right? No. Dude, it's it's voiced by Kristen Wiig. Okay, yes. Which is just kind of my everything. Yeah. Just immediately when she showed up, I was like, this is how I talk to, like, girls at the bar when I'm, like, really excited that I just met someone I really like. Oh, yeah? I was like, maybe I am Jesse's vagina. You are? Like, in all of it. Little mixture of the hormone monster and then mainly Jesse's vagina. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a 70-30 split. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. That just, and this is my mouth. <laughs> That's where it is. Yeah. Wait, there are two holes? Technically, there's three, but she's an asshole. <laughs> yes! I'm kidding. She's a lovely woman. So good. good. It kind of reminds me of um, when uh, South Park did Oprah's vagina, Minji. God, I I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that her vagina ends up like shooting herself or something, right? I wouldn't be Or there's like some kind of like shootout, I think, and Oprah's vagina dies. (laughs) And her asshole. Her asshole and her vagina are like saying they love each other and 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 then die. That's beautiful. Holding Yeah, uh, whatever slaps. it is. Yeah, uh, fully. Something like that. That would work. Yeah. Uh, Duke Ellington's ghost. Oh, my God. Just every character on the show seems so fleshed out and so perfect. Right. And, like, I don't know if that's because they were all in, you know, stand-up and, and sketch comedy before him, but they're so perfectly done. Yeah. I just love that his character so much. It is so offensive, but it's so great. Yeah. Um, the I, New York City song. Yes. I That would actually, I wanted to touch on that too, because that song really like struck a note with me because I'm going to New York next mm-hmm. week. And I am so terrified because I've never been there. And um, I feel like I might die, but Duke Ellington's ghost made me feel a little bit more comfy. You're never lost in New York City. Right. Just, you know, get drunk and possess someone. Totally. That's my That's life. That's plan. That's my advice to you. <laughs> I shall try. From someone who's been there. Yeah. Um, it's really not as scary as, as people make it out to be. It's great. As long as you don't go to, I don't No, you know what? Most all of New York is pretty chill. Just don't, like, stare at the buildings. Treat it like a regular city. And- yeah, I think the best advice I've received so far was from my friend Kathleen, and she said, don't talk shit to strangers, because I know you're going to want to, and they will have no qualms with punching you right in the mouth. You know, that's true, but there's also a part of me that's like, you might also make best friends. I feel like I make best friends pretty much everywhere I go, so I'm hoping that is how this trip turns out. That's true. Yeah. You're really good at making friends. I mean, we <laughs> met randomly at... Was it at... It was at the Bear Paw. The Bear Paw. But really, is anything that random at the Bear Paw? No, it's all divine. It's all divine intervention. <laughs> it We've is. got a lot of mutual friends. Yeah, we do. Um, and then we just... I mean, we, we were on Facebook. We would see each other at the bar, and then... Yeah. yeah. And then we would just randomly meet up with each other on occasion, yeah. and now you're here, and we're doing here this, and it's amazing. Yeah, um, friends. Are you a fan of, like, more adult-oriented comics like this, or cartoons, rather? Well, so, here, before we even do that, I wanted to bring out some special guests. Okay. So What do we have? What do we have? Oh, look at you! Okay, so, you guys can't see this, but she just pulled out of her magical Mary Poppins bag a full-on... I guess it's we, kind of a statue. A, I guess a statue of Beavis and Butthead, but they are fully movable, yeah. which is equally as amazing. I found these dudes on a dumpster I was dancing on last weekend, and yeah. I saw it. and I was like, "Mine, you, your life <laughs> is insane." I hope you realize this just right from. The- it can be a little bit insane. You just a little bit. I keep it interesting. You you just have wacky adventures all the time. Every time I see your Facebook, I'm like, I don't know how curated this is, but you just seem like every single day to be like, yeah, we're having fun. Sure, I'll say yes to life. The only curation is ever just like a true deep down feeling of fuck it. <laughs> and this will probably make a good story later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. Um, so yes, I am a fan of adult. I guess this is more like teen focused Beavis and Butthead but you know I mean it was a show that my parents wouldn't necessarily let me watch when I was a child even though I did in it anyway which it made you want to watch it even more right like TP for my bunghole like that was like a saying that me and my siblings were just like echoing in the halls of my house like for years growing up and your parents just had their heads in their hands like what did we do wrong please don't say that in public you guys and you're like nope I'm gonna (laughs) Yeah, and just like that. 
I'm going <laughs> to scream it to the world. Yeah, yeah. totally. I mean, uh, as far as Mike Judge is concerned, I'm a bigger fan of uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill is great. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my purse! <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. That boy's not right in the head. Oh, my uh, God. Hank Hill would be my ideal cartoon dad. Yeah. Hank Hill reminds me of, like, a mixture of, like, my dad and, like, five of my friends' dads. Because I grew up from, like, a redneck town. Like, okay. that's how people talk where I'm from. And it's from Northern California, so it's not necessarily, like... It's just redneck accents. I don't know. California's got some pretty redneck places. Oh, yeah. Places. We're pretty backwards. So, yeah. Like, I feel like Hank definitely strikes some resonance with me. Yeah. Also, just, like, feeling like I'm pretty white trash myself. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, yeah, I totally get it. I get it. You are me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Totally. Uh, and Peggy's a great mom. The Boggle episode to this day is still one that I laugh about consistently. Dude, Peggy is, like, she's such a strong woman living in, like, kind of a traditional environment that would be repressive to women, but sure. she's, like, knows what she wants, fucking gets what she wants, and, like, doesn't have a problem, like, saying what she wants to. Yeah, she yeah. 100% is like, this is what I want, let's do it, let's get this done. Totally. And I did like that, I think that's why I gravitated more to that show, was because I saw characters that seemed more relatable, and they were telling stories that um, that I knew. Yeah. They weren't stories that were like fantastical or far out, there was always this nice little hint of like, that actually has happened to me. That is a thing that I've done, and totally. I know people that sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> like, that is, that hits close to home. I think that's why I like Big Mouth, too, is because I was like... We've all been a pubescent teenager yeah. trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this. And, like, I'm kind of sort of close enough to that, to back when that happened. I was yeah. a late bloomer. Oh, nice. Surprise. I couldn't grow facial hair properly till I was 23. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, I was not a late bloomer. I was the girl, like, teaching my friends how to give blowjobs on curling irons in, like, seventh grade. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, fucking what? <laughs> I mean, you didn't plug it in, but... Well, yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> you know, just like the basics of... Uh, That's how you numb the senses. Yeah. You, you plug know. it in, it's just a little heat at the start, yeah. and it's fine. Cheerleading camp with older girls was always really informative. Sure. Um, but yeah, like, the internet was just, like, happening around then, mm-hmm. and so, like, I don't think parents really knew what browser history was. Yeah. And so, you, you could look up a lot of shit and just be like, okay, so what is this now? Like... When it came, like, for my mom to actually have the talk with me, she sat down on my bed and she's like, okay, so I want to talk to you about this. And I'm like, no, um, I actually already know, and I probably know more than you do. So, um, I can you just skip you, this? I want to ask you questions. Right. Can yeah. you just skip this, mom? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Thank I you. I mean, we did. It was convenient for me because I was growing up in an era where, like, TV was becoming less sensitized um, towards showing, uh, you know, like, teen growth and actual stories that were happening to people that were going through pubescence as well as the internet was starting to become a thing and you know I went to public school yeah so definitely went to public school yeah you know so I had that experience of like when my mother and it was mostly my mom because I was trapped in a car with her four days out of a week to go to um, dance practice oh nice and conversations happened yeah and it was more or less her asking me like what do you know and of course you know when you're 12 you don't want to tell them the stuff you know right like did you or were you one of the people that was like I can totally share this with my parents um I didn't really share a lot with my parents when it came to that kind of thing I was in a um like divorced house situation so I'd spend like one week with my mom one week with my dad and so Kind of, I think my parents were relying on the other to have these conversations. <laughs> okay. Like, the, my sex talk with my dad was me and my brother, who's a year older than I, we were just in the kitchen, and all my dad says is, like, hey, if you guys are going to have sex, wear a jimmy. And, like, he just, like, walked out. I'm like, thank you. That is all I needed. Same. Yeah. So, I got my first girlfriend, and, God, I want to say I was, like, 16, maybe 17, and my mom was, like, yo, I don't want you to have a teen pregnancy. Right. And I was like, cool, great, that's awesome, figured it out, bye mom. And yeah. that was it, there was nothing more. Um, which I think it's really funny when we get to the show, because on Big Mouth, it's surprising how frank the parents are. Yeah, Fred Armisen is the greatest. Oh my god. 
I mean, he's a terrible human being, but he's great on the show. Yeah, that couple just, like, is so disgusting. Like, they're, like, looking at their kids having a sex talk with each other, and they get turned on and go fuck. Like, ew. But also, like, I feel like the show, it's kind of hard topics to talk about because you're talking about children here. Absolutely, yeah. Something that we've all been through, but also you were talking about children. And so I think that they've done a really nice job to not make it gross. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... I feel like that's a really fine line to walk down, and they've done a really good job at it. I think they also made it so blunt that it's like, no, I wouldn't show this to, like, you know, a 13-year-old. But if my 15 or 16-year-old watched this show, I'd have no problem with that. Right. Because, I, I mean... You're kind of already, like, out of the danger zone there. Like, yeah. Like, 15 and 16. Like, yeah. That's when you're, like, giving handies and stuff in the, you know, in the gym bleachers. Stealing so. your dad's liquor. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I started drinking when I was, like, in seventh grade. I mean, I never did that. What are you talking about? Oh, my about? God. I did. Me and my brother would pretend to go running, and then we'd just, like, pour vodka and got a Gatorade bottle mm-hmm. and just go run yep. in the hills. Um, now jeans. Yeah. Fully. Yep. Um, so, Yeah. It's a really good show. I definitely would say, like, wait until they're 15 or 16 to have your kids watch it. <laughs> yeah. Because um, then it's it would probably still be, like, awkward for them, but at least they're, like, past the really, really awkward stage. And, you know, getting back to the, conven- to, to the adult topics that they tackle, I think the convenience of having it in cartoon format really helps as oh, well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, if it were a live-action show, I, one, I probably wouldn't watch it. Right. I, I just, I find myself gravitating more towards cartoons to begin with. Totally. But there are some subjects they bring up and some imagery that they have that's like, no, that that would be illegal right. in the totally. U.S. That yeah, would totally. be not okay. Well, that's why you give the vagina a face, you know? <laughs> you give it googly eyes yeah. and, and Kristen Wiig. my lashes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a really good part. I did love when he uh, fell into the toilet and had the talk oh, with yeah. his sperm. sperm. Yeah, that was that was real, real good. Well, like, also just, like, the desperation of, like, being an awkward kid and you run into, like, awkward situations like that. Like, yeah. fuck, I started my period, like, in the middle of, like, my core class in seventh grade. How do you deal with this without being the laughingstock of an entire school? Yeah. Don't wear white pants, ever. 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 I I still don't wear fucking white pants, ever. I mean, it's not a good look for me, because I am obviously a fucking marshmallow of a person. (laughs) Okay. So, like, I'm just gonna look like, you know... The Stay Puffed. Yeah. Yeah, Stay Puffed, dude. Um, But anyway, yeah, no, I feel like some people can pull off white pants, but I think it's a ballsy move, for sure. Especially on men. Because then you get that albino moose knuckle. Okay, um, yeah, I don't... uh... I'm, I don't want to ever tell anyone to not do anything, but I don't think that white pan- pants look good on men. Yep. I feel like it's kind of like a Caribbean cruise kind of look that, like, life is not this. <laughs> and honestly, if you are a person that is put together enough to be able to wear white pants, I don't know if I really want to, like, hang out with you. I don't think I do. You know? Like, yeah, unless... if you're hanging out with me, there's going to be some fucking stains on that. Thing yeah, you're, like you're for minutes. sure going to get some real messy white pants. Yeah. They're going to look like a Pollock painting by the end of the night or I haven't done my job right yeah yeah are there other cartoons that you watch that you feel like kind of attack the same issues um I I think less so in like the puberty stance but um Daria definitely was one of the first ones that I was watching when I was you know 13 or whatever yeah and could really, really relate to pretty much every character in that show. I mean, like, obviously, aesthetically-wise, I was Quinn Morgendorfer, like, the fucking bubbly, okay chick. Yeah. But I feel like Quinn also had some, like, deepness to her. Like, I will make a dainty garland and sing, you know, when she joined, like, the drama club. Yeah. Um... I also had those, like, Daria tendencies that was just, like, full despair and, like, hatred of people. (laughs) Everyone's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think another great character on that show, obviously, is Jody. Jody's the best. Who, yeah, my friend just got a tattoo of Jody. I'm like, that's fucking incredible. Because she really was one of the first characters that was speaking about racial issues and white privilege in a time when that was not a thing that was talked about. You didn't bring that up in cartoons, especially. No, not yeah. at all. And like, you know, MTV was pretty cutting edge, but I think it says a lot to that show and what they did with it. Yeah. That they were able to do it in a way that like, wasn't 
super blatant, but it did make people think. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say that, like, um, the show... Did you ever watch a show called The Oblongs? I did not. Okay, so The Oblongs was set in, like, this sort of post-apocalyptic world where there was a a hill and then the valley. And in the valley, it was all of these uh, radioactively transformed characters. So Mm -hmm. they were called The Oblongs because the main guy had no arms, no legs, hopped everywhere. They all just were, like, mutated in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And... On the hill, everyone was fine. They were above the radiation. And it was this really great sort of allegory for classism. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, watching it, I didn't quite grasp onto because I was just like, oh, it's a weird cartoon with fart jokes. That's what's amazing about going and retouching on them later, though. You're just like, what? Uh, Yeah. It's, I mean, even going back to, like, the classics, going back to, like, Bucks Bunny. And now, granted, they had their own issues with racism. Totally. That's a whole different story. That's the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. (laughs) Where everything's terrible. But they had jokes in there that, like, as a kid, you don't pick up on that. Right. At all. Yeah. Um, And I I just, I loved that now I can go back and watch them and be like, ah, that's really clever. I feel like Avril Monsters, like, had a little bit of that, too. Like, just... I don't know. I, I don't want to touch on that show too much because it's been so long since I watched it, but I feel like there were some things that were snuck into the show that were like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. You know? Well, there are a lot, like, Animaniacs threw in oh, a yeah. ton of stuff. I mean, the classic example is the Prince joke, where it's Dot, go find fingerprints, and then she brings back Prince, <laughs> and then he goes, no, fingerprints, and she goes, I don't think so. <laughs> throws him out a window. Yeah. And then they do the whole goodnight, everybody, because oh they're God. like, that's the funniest, that's, like, all we can do. Yeah. I, like, that joke was, like, phew, right over my head when I was totally. a kid. But now I hear it, and I'm like, yeah, you got an adult joke in there, you naughty writers. Yeah. It's it's definitely an art, and I feel like there's a lot of, like, movies and stuff that have been able to do that as we've progressed and sure. gotten better, that kind of thing, where it makes it so your parents don't mind watching a movie with you. Anymore, yeah. Because... Finally, there's some comic relief in there. They're like, okay, that is not blatantly awful, but the parents will get it. Yeah. They can enjoy themselves, too, yeah. during this, like, hour of... Torture. Kitty, kitty entertainment. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, um, I'm, Pixar, of course, does it best. Yes, definitely. All, like, uh, Up, of course, is such Ugh. a great... I mean, I have... That um, movie guts me. Like, I, I really can't watch that movie because I will be reduced to tears and... I just can't. So I Old men being sad is too is much. My thing that I just can't deal with. If I anybody is ever posting videos of old men crying over a puppy or an old man crying over something else, like yep. I'm just like, nope, turn it down because I I can't. The video of the of the uh, older men singing "You Are My Sunshine" to no. his grandma while, no. or not his grandma to his wife while yeah, she's on her deathbed. Oh my god, it's and you're like, that's beautiful. I'm gonna it. nope. I got five seconds in and was like, I, I gotta go. I know the it's... world is so sad anyway. Like I. And it's beautiful, and it's it's loving, and everything like that. It's just like it just guts me. Yeah, I, can't. I mean, it's like I have the grape soda pin on my jacket at all times, and I got one for my partner, and he wears it uh, on his jacket because we're nerdy. Di- well, I'm a nerdy Disney fan, but yeah, the, like like shows that do that are just they're the best, and they transcend age, and they're always really wonderful. And that's SpongeBob. Hell yeah! SpongeBob. Well, I'll, I'll say like the first three seasons. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't watch any... I think that was, like, right at the time that I was, like, growing out of yeah. cartoons, if you ever really do. But, you know, when you, like, you're like, I gotta stop watching cartoons and actually, like, get real about life. I, I gotta watch The Wire now. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Fully. Um, you know, like, I'll turn on the X-Files now. But, um... Which, no disparaging the X-Files, but if they turned that into a cartoon, I would watch it way faster. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. David Duchovny is my dude. Um, when I first started to be single, it was just like, how do I be like fucking Hank Moody? How do I be this person? How do I catch David Duchovny? Yeah. How do I catch that? And I know that he had a show at the Aladdin theater and I was just like, I wonder if I could like go there and like vex him and be with David Duchovny. Whisk him off his feet. Yeah. But I I don't think that's happening because I have no game. David, if you're listening. I'm here, baby. Portland, Oregon. Come find me. Come find me. It's, yeah, it's a love story for the ages. It really is. When Laurel met David. It is. I can't wait. 
It's going to be a beautiful moment. My and I'll, silver fox. I'll be at your wedding. It'll be beautiful. Yeah, and I'm just going to have to, like, try and avoid telling him that his music sucks. Oh. You know? But I've, I've had to do that with a boyfriend before, too. And it's, so it's fine. It's not it's hard. Totally, no, it's totally like, cool. It sounds great, baby. You, you, <laughs> I love the rhythm of it. Yeah, Ooh. I like that thing that you did with your guitar. Mm, those <clears throat> That C chord's really, really crushing it. Yeah. Um, what about Futurama? I love Futurama. Yeah. Um, I actually have had the pleasure of meeting a lot of the voice cast. Oh, cool. At um, the Comic-Con or something? Yeah, I was up at Emerald City, and I got to meet uh, Billy West and uh, John DiMaggio and uh, Maurice LaMarche, who were all up there. They were actually doing, uh, f- they did Star Wars as Futurama characters. Yeah, I love Futurama. I love the knife twist that they throw in every now and then. Um, like with... Uh, you know the what is it the bark episode? I don't know. With his dog, episode. I have not seen all of the episodes. Have you I'm s- a poor watcher of Futurama, but I do enjoy it every time I do. Have you seen the episode with Fry's dog that makes you cry at the end? I don't think I do. Okay. Have you okay. seen Inspector Nine? No. That's the one where uh, Bender and uh, what's his name, the the um, file clerk. Uh, the Jamaican man. I'm not going to be any help with any of No, this. I know. This is going to be terrible. I'm probably... such a poor watcher of it. I just <laughs> love it when I do. Like, Bender is my shit. He's great. Um, no, but I mean, I, yeah, like, that show always has had, like, really lovely moments of poignancy to me. Yeah. Mixed in with the humor, which is, I think, kind of my, I, that's my jam. That's where I like to hang out. Um, totally. The same with, like, BoJack Horseman, uh, Rick and Morty. Um, you were going to hate me, but, like, I like Rick and Morty, but I know nothing really about it. It's another one of those, like, comic, or cartoons that my yeah. roommates will turn on, and they're absolutely obsessed with it, like, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub and, like, all that shit. Okay. But I have no context because I'm always just, like, stumbling down the stairs and then, like, crashing on the couch and pretending not to die um, while these shows are on. So okay. I know that I do need to get into Rick and Morty because I hear that it's really fucking good once you start. It's a very clever show. It's very, very well written. I mean, I've always loved Dan Harmon um, since he did uh, Community is where I really, really first first knew him. And then uh, Justin Roiland has been doing stuff in the cartoon world for years. Um, And I actually first learned about Justin Roiland through a show called Gravity Falls, Mm -hmm. where he did the voice of a few different characters. And he's also Lemon Grab in Adventure Time. Oh, nice. So he's like, he's a big name in the cartoon world. Um, But that show does that same sort of getting back to it, um, like highbrow, lowbrow. Yeah. Uh, combo that totally. is just it's delicious art it's yes art do you consider cartoons art oh my god yeah yeah fully okay absolutely um you know I'll I'll call a lot of things art though you know I'm I'm a catch all well, be all kind of artist I appreciate when people like see me doing things they're like oh you're an artist I'm like yeah sure I am like yep mm-hmm Totally. I am an artist. I am an artist. So another series that I grew up with um, that I just was obsessed with, I think probably when I was like in middle school or whatever, was uh-huh. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yes. So Brack. Is the best. All of his songs, like I can still sing a lot of them like, whoa, hey, don't touch me. Or like. Lima, lentil, soy, and pinto, navy, northern, and garbanzo. Oh, God, I forgot about that beans. one. Yeah. So you were a fan of the Brack show as well? Yeah, like, Brack was just, he was just an incredible character. Just, like, just says, or says whatever the fuck comes to his mind. Yeah. It's usually ridiculous. Everybody's looking at him like, okay, you need to calm down. And I feel like that's how a lot of people, like, look at me, how I speak. So I still, like, really, like, love Brack a lot. He speaks to you at a very personal level. He really level. does. He really does. And what was the mantises? Isn't that Brack? No, that is Brack. Yeah, Brack Sorry. is the mantis. I just like saw him like wringing his like yeah. hands, and I was like, oh my god, I love that person. His tiny little cockroach hands. Yeah, yeah. fully. Yeah, it's so good. Um, oh no, that's not Brack. No? Right? Because Brack had the big like... No. No, he had the big like lampshade head. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's take a look. How hard are we messing this up? I think we're messing it up a little bit, but it's been so long. Like I. It's been a while. I, I should probably go home and watch Space Ghost. Yeah, I, I don't think... even know where I'd find it. 
but uh, I'm sure it would the be internet, a, maybe. Yeah, steal it off the internet. <clears throat> yeah, let me give you a picture of Brack because that's the let's, mantis is not Brack. Let's get a little, let's get a little tasty treat here. There he is. All right. Oh yeah, wow! I super duper messed up. Yeah, Brack's the yeah. Okay. So for those who don't know what <laughs> Brack, sometimes I forget that this is recorded and not like actually shot with video going. <laughs> so it gets a little weird in chunks. I got to do a lot of editing. Um, you should put in a Brack song. Should I? Yeah. We'll do that. Okay. Don't so touch me. Here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna cheers. <laughs> yep. And then we're gonna yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some sips. Ready? One, two, three. That was delicious. Yep. And then we're gonna yell pee break. And that's when we take a break and we make another drink, go potty, do whatever you wanna do. Woohoo. And we put music in there and I'll put in a uh, a song from Brack. Yes. Sound great? Boom. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Hey. Pee, pee break! break! Alright, we'll be back break. soon. talk about something and then I forgot. Oh wait, no, I remember. Uh, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna move over to Japan. Yeah. Do you still want to do that? I still do want to do that, but okay. can we also touch before we do that, sorry, on Rocco's Modern Life? 100% because I love that show. Okay. Um, Rocco's Modern Life is also one of those that said some really filthy shit, but like <laughs> did not yeah. do it blatantly, which I really love. He um, worked at a sex line. Yeah, like, what is that? Like, would you like to touch my teats? Like, cow saying that shit? It was, like, hilarious t as a kid, you know? Yeah. You're just like, oh, my God, that's so bad. But it's fucking funny. The fast food restaurant. I say that in bed all the time. Now. Like, <laughs> touch my teats. <laughs> I have seven of them. It's a medical condition. Yeah. Don't ask questions. <laughs> the, the fast food restaurant was called the Choky Chicken. Yeah. Which is just kind of like, all right, that's a little on the nose, guys. But yeah. they just let it slide for some some reason. They thought that was okay. Yeah. And I'm okay with it, too. Um, I was talking to my friends recently about what I wanted to be for Halloween, and I thought that I might want to be a silly little poot. Do you remember the silly little poots? At 100, the little bouncy ones? Yeah, with the toilet paper rolls on their heads yep. and the hearts on their noses. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, those things are so cute. Silly little poop. And there would be about four people that got that reference. Oh my god. And they'd be your best friends. Yeah, fully. They really would. Um, yeah, Rocco's was a great show. I mean, getting back to Animaniacs as well, that was the same deal. Like, all, I feel like a lot of those Nick shows from the 90s snuck Pinky stuff. Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, A Real Monsters. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> they had the what was the uh, the song that they have on there where Johnny Bravo learns how to respect women? Oh no. Sensitivity. That's what it is. <laughs> That's an important topic. It was like it was this weird thing where it was like Johnny's being a misogynist and then there's yeah. kind of like this dumpier older man who continues to have these very attractive women talk to him and interact with him and he links arms and I assume goes on romantic trysts. Right. And Johnny's like, I am all that is man. Why can't I get that? And he's like, cause sensitivity, Johnny. It's you a thing. You gotta have sensitivity. It really stuck in my brain as a child. Yeah. It's probably why I... Uh, no, I don't know where I was going with that. That you're a nice person. That's probably why a I'm nice, a nice respectable <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Um, yes. We also, uh, I don't think we've mentioned Aqua Teen. No, we have not. Are you an Aqua Teen fan? I am. Um, Aqua Teen came to me in my life when I was just moving out of my parents' house and into a house with my sister. Okay. And my sister is like three years older than I am, and growing up, we never really got along. Mm -hmm. um, and then we started smoking pot together. Okay. And we started watching um, fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It's a good show. And. Yeah, Meatwad is probably the best thing ever. 
He's pretty great. Carl, let's fucking pull. Like, <laughs> and his back hair. Yeah, like there's there's just so many subtle references in there that like especially if you're really really high on pot, <laughs> that it just like is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, you just so the fact that their it. door is the shape of milkshake of is it milkshake? Yeah. Yeah. Of shake. Yeah. Rather. Yeah. Yeah. Meat wad with his little tooth. Oh. <laughs> Meat wad. Tiny little buck tooth that sticks out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a decent version of Squidbillies. Yeah. God, I hate that show. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the one cartoon that I'm like, nah, I'm good. I can steer clear of that. I feel like there's a couple cartoons that I really hate. I can't. I'm not gonna blast them here. Oh, blast them! Not blast them. I want to talk about the ones I like. You know, <laughs> there's just like there's there's too much airtime. True. In television history to, like, really go off on all the shows that I potentially hate. Fuck these shows. I think that, like, one of my favorite things now, just a small thing that I really love, is, like, having some friends with kids. Yeah. And the parents are now forming relationships with these newer generations of, like, cartoon shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of them are just fucking awful and stupid. And they're like, yeah. I'm not going to let my kid watch that. Like, Backyard Against, fine. But when it comes to that one little whiny bitch. I draw the line. Yeah, like, there's one, it's like... Something ooh, something ooh, but it's just this whiny bitch kid that like is teaching kids to be little whiny bitches, and like they just like cry about things that they want, and then they get them, and like, isn't that the problem with America these days? Uh, <laughs> Back in my get on day, your soapbox, Laurel. I know. I mean, I'm like 29 now, so I'm so much older and wiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. But sure. Anyway. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I. I mean, I distinctly remember finding like uh, Phineas and Ferb as an adult on Disney Channel. What is that? It's it's a cartoon on Disney Channel. There's like six seasons of it. No, it's great. Oh, okay. Um, it's one of the rare shows that I found that I was like, okay, I can watch this with these kids that I'm babysitting, and I'm not like bored. I'm actually entertained by this story. Yeah, and it's the same sort of theme of uh, kids shows that every now and then throws a thing the adults way just to be like okay here's right. this so that you're sated yeah like, fully. here's your leftover scraps so that you don't starve on creative material uh, totally. it's actually really really funny the guy who plays Riff Raff in the original Rocky Horror Picture, sh- Picture Show Ooh. is the uh, dad in Phineas and Ferb. Oh, nice. So that was originally what got me. It was like, okay, if he's going to sign on to it, either he has zero money or it's a decent show. Anything Rocky Horror Picture show, I'm like, yeah! Yeah. I'd yeah. fuck Tim Curry. I don't care if he's gay. Is he? I think he's gay. I don't know. He he hasn't really like come out and said what he is, obviously, because nobody's fucking business. But yeah. Um, I, I listened to a podcast recently with the... Um, the guy that plays the older brother in Home Alone. Okay. And he was talking about how Tim Curry had hit on his father, like, while they were filming or whatever, so. Really? I don't know. It kind of turns me on a little bit. A little gay? <laughs> a little gay? I can, I can deal with a man that's a little gay, you know? Yeah. Um, sure. Why not? <laughs> there, uh, oh gosh, this is really going to bother me because there's, like, uh, there was a, D- a Disney Channel. I don't know if it's Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, but there's a show that was like meant for fourth, like four-year-olds and five-year-olds, and it was dancing like puppets, or oh. or, or not puppets, but they're like full-size like. Was like, there a person in a tree at any point? There was. It, it, the, it's Lance who I remember the names. I don't remember the show. Uh, this is going to drive me insane, oh, no. so I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to break a rule, and I'm going to Google it. Yeah, just Because Google it. I feel real, Because it's going to bother me, too. Yeah. Because I probably watched it. Like, I had a... My niece was quite a few years younger than I was, and so I'd have to watch some of these shows with her yeah. um, on occasion, and, you know, some of them weren't half bad. Yeah, I mean, I love... I'll fuck with puppets. I'll hang out with them. Whatever. They're yeah. really good. Except for that one Nickelodeon show from, like, the late 90s that was about meat. I don't know if you oh, remember that one, that but one. it was terrifying. It was really, really nice. <laughs> All about me? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm going to say, like, Nick Jr. show with puppets. Let's see if that works, guys. Nope, not one bit. Apparently, Whoopi Goldberg had a show called Whoopi's Littleberg. 
Uh, oh, oh no! Did I find it? Did I find it? Did I find it, guys? I think I found it. Yo, Gabba Gabba! Wow. Yo, Gabba. Really, Gabba. that took way too long. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, Yo, Gabba Gabba. Um, uh, which was—it's really funny because there were some uh, animators that I met from Portland that were actually doing stuff on that show back in like 2009. Like Leica folks? Uh, no. Like they were a group called Hooliganship. Oh. And there were, like, serious independent animators that were doing some stuff for, like, TBA and the uh, Portland uh, Animation Festival. Excellent. And, yeah, then they got contracted by uh, Yo Gabba Gabba, and they did a bunch of stuff. Um, also, I think that the art of puppetry is something that needs to definitely stick around. There's so many, like, uh, just after, like, Jim Henson, obviously, like, he set the bar so high. But yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of artists, like, especially just here in Portland that are so fucking talented. We've got, like, I mean, like is a bit of puppetry, but that's more like stop motion shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, even just, like, the full-on hand puppets, like, Lamb Chop, like, changed my fucking life, Oh, God, Lamb Chop was the best. Yeah, so, um, puppetry, there's... Which I'd also consider that animation. Yeah, fully. All right, so what do you want to get onto now? Um, maybe some Japanese films... You want to get into the... Maybe some anime stuff. You're going to, like, probably have to take the lead on it. Am I going to crush you on this? You're going to crush me. Just a teensy bit? Yeah. Okay, well, firstly, do you want to refill? I just got a little tiny bit. Okay, I'll get a tiny bit in mine. Okay. And we will... We'll do that first, and then we'll get into it, because, boy, I got a lot I want to get into. Oh, my God, please talk to me, and please give me suggestions, too, because I need them. All right, ready? Yes. Mer. I got so I can't do all right, so you brought up Spirited Away. I did. AKA one of my favorite films in the history of the world. Um, everything Miyazaki does is mind-blowing. You said you've seen Princess Mononoke, which is arguably his most adult piece that he's done. Right. Which I like when he goes that way. Um, the Wind Also Rises, which was his last film. Mm-hmm was kind of in the same vein as that. Okay, well, um, I gotta... Watch it. Oh my god, cry your heart out. It's so, so good. <sighs> I'm always looking to cry my heart out. Now, I think why I gravitated towards anime from oh, an early oh, okay. age was the exact reason that we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast, where it, it dove into adult themes way more heavily than... American cartoons or animation did. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like when the British uh, animation um, houses were doing like the Rats of Nim and Plague Dogs and uh, what's the uh, um, the one about rabbits? <laughs> Watership Down. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So when they were doing kind of like those gritty ones, that was I, I loved those films. They were haunting and weird, and they scared me as a kid. And I still have this weird belief that children should be scared. Oh, absolutely. Um, it teaches you to not run into things stupidly. I do my part for scaring children all the time. Good. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I recently just watched Spirited Away, and I was, like, punching myself in the head after, like, how have I I'm... gone so long without seeing this beautiful fucking film? It, yeah. And I think the thing that I really like about his work is that he skews the line between good and evil, dark and light. Yeah. A lot. Like, there's not really, like, someone that you're rooting for the entire time, because it shows that humanity is not... We're Black not, and white. Yeah, we're not perfect. All. Yes, exactly. Everyone is flawed. Yeah, and so Spirited Away, like, I think um, a really good example of that is The Witch. Which, Yiba. like Yeah, like, she seems like a total bitch for most of it, but she also does some good. She too, does. You know? And, um, and she holds true to her word at the end as well, which exactly. is like, all right, you win. Like, you did, like, you could have been mean and made it so that Chihiro yes. is stuck there forever, but you stood true to your yeah. word. So right. you're just a businesswoman. You're not. Yeah. You're not evil. You just want to make money. Yeah. You're a capitalist. Spirit Away is like a mushroom trip. <laughs> oh yeah. When you start to like walk into that world again, and you're like, Yeah. Am I evil? Is this person evil? Is this a good feeling? Or, oh my god, this is a different feeling, like, ten seconds later. Yeah. And trying to kind of reconcile that and understand 
find that scion. All of that within all of us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that it also, like, helps you know. children understand people's motives and also maybe not blame another person so hard for, you know, some transgressions oh, against nice. you because you understand that they are also a person with different motives and different experiences and absolutely i think that's really important for kids yeah it's really good for yeah that's i mean i remember watching it as a kid and my my uncle was actually the first person that told me about it i remember saying something about it in the willamette week and i was reading it because it was transgressive and something i wasn't supposed to do um because my mom was like there are sex ads in the back ah yeah, you're a kid. You shouldn't know better. And uh, and but I still read it, and they had an article about it, and I was like, "What is this photo? This is the weirdest thing ever." And it was the turnip god that they had used for one reason or another. My uncle told me about it, and he was like, "It's showing in this theater. Uh, if you want to see it, I'll take you." I don't know if you'll like it. And I was like, "You know what? I want to see it." And I went, and about an hour into it, I. I stopped caring about any other animation. Right. It was that hypnotic Uh, and just such a masterpiece. And from that moment, I immediately went to trying to find as many of Miyazaki's movies as I possibly could. And the people who studied under him. So it was like Grave of the Fireflies and... uh, like, uh, My Neighbors, the Yamadas, and all of these, like, all of these very, very transgressive adult uh, cartoons and animes that advertise themselves as children's movies. Yeah. I I just dove headfirst into that. And then I found Akira, of all things, Uh, which... I know what that is. Okay. So Akira is, like, the uh, godmother of all modern-day anime. It okay. is, bl- uh, it is bleak. It is. Send me a link. Send me a link. <laughs> <laughs> link that shit. Yeah. We'll have links at the end for everything that we talk about on this, so that you can go and see it yourself. Uh, or we might. I don't know. That's a lot of effort that I'm not sure. That's a lot sure. of promise there. Yeah, that's a, a lot of promise. That's a big promise. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to go through all that. Oh well. Um, I'll at least have links to the trailers so that you can get hooked. Uh, Akira started off as an anime that I found, or a, a manga rather, that I found in our public library under the adult cartoon section. Mm-hmm. And opened it up, and the very first panel I opened it to was a shot of a guy whose head had exploded and blood had splattered on the wall and the ceiling and all around him. Did he just learn that women get horny too? (laughs) Yeah, callback! High five! Women get horny too? Women get horny. And then their heads explode. Um, Hi, I'm your vagina. Um... And, and I remember seeing that panel and just being like, yeah, what I, I is, is this? Yeah. What is happening right now? And I just, I immediately got all four of them because they were uh, the omnibus. Mm-hmm. And then I found out there was a movie of it and was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, give me more. And then I turned into a weeaboo for about six years. A weeaboo is someone who deserts their culture in uh, in order to become more uh, immersed, immersed or steeped in Japanese culture. But they only take it uh, from like an anime standpoint. So they think weeaboos. They think like everyone eats, you know, fourteen bowls of ramen, and the main character has blue hair all the time. Uh, You know, fun stuff like that. So just Portland people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because all we can afford is ramen and blue hair dye. True. Uh, the struggle is real. Nice. Um, yeah, go see Akira. It is fantastic. I would highly, highly recommend that. And then I gave you Castle in the Sky, yes. which I really want you to watch that and then get back to me. Well, it's got James Vanderbeek, though, so yes. So you're already on board. Yes, I'm doing it. Hundo percent. Yes. What do you know as far as anime is concerned other than uh, Spirited so Away? Um, so I also know watched? Princess Mononoke. Sure. Which was fucking gorgeous because, um, you know, just being like a animal rights person hugely and like respecting the forest, yeah. there was like a lot of very strong themes in there about it. Like, I think my favorite little characters were the little forest dudes. What are they called? Uh, the, oh You're man. Like, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the ones that have the clicky heads. Uh, Maya would actually probably remember this. Kodamas. Kodamas. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Kodamas, when you're on mushrooms, everywhere. <laughs> they're all over all everywhere. the place. Everywhere. And I feel like there's, like, that's, like, the reference back to, like, gnomes and shit in, like... Yeah, yeah. Jap- it's, like, the Japanese variation on a gnome or, like, yeah. a troll or something along those lines. Exactly. Sure. Which, by the way... Um, cryptozoology or whatever. Yeah. Also a very good topic. I was just uh, the devil of New Jersey and shit. Oh, There's man, so the Jersey many... devil is yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. There's so many good ones. You got yeah. Bigfoot, Loch Ness. Like, there's some really good material we there. Really... So just sit on that. David the gnome. Stop it. David stop the it. fucking Stop it, stop it, stop it. Gnome. I feel like you and I are the only people that are going to get this <gasps> reference. What? No, everybody knows David the gnome, right? No. What? Riding around on the fucking animals and shit? No. God, that was that was a good fucking cartoon. What about a a Troll in Central Park? I don't know that one. Oh, man. We'll have a link to the trailer for that at the end, too. Yeah, yeah. And you can just click on that-ish. Into it. It's so, so good. Like I said previously, anime was a way for me to become comfortable with adult themes in cartoons. And it's actually... Do you cry at live-action movies? I, I cry at a lot of things. Okay. I don't do a lot of crying in my normal life, but yeah. any kind of, like, entertainment or someone else's strife or whatever, yeah. like, gets me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. gets me. Uh, I love a good cry. Usually if I feel like I'm needing to cry, I'll watch, like, some kind of movie or whatever. Like, you know, I just saw Blade Runner and the... Um, moment Did you where see his... 2049 or the yeah, original? Yeah, 2049. Fuck, don't tell me anything. I'm don't tell me okay, anything. Okay, oh, okay, my okay. God. I have I have a gift card to Regal, yeah. and I'm gonna blow all of it to go see that yeah. full scale like it's bucket of beautiful. popcorn. It's I'm so, so ready. I'm so ready. Yeah, there's been a lot of really good movies out recently. Also, like, also speaking of anime, Blade Runner 2020. Oh, Sorry, I had a stroke there. Uh, Blade Runner 2029, which was directed by the guy that did Cowboy Bebop and uh, um, Samurai Champloo, which are two fantastic animes that you should also watch. Okay, I'm gonna like have a nice big long list because yeah. I've got a lot of friends that are super into anime too. Yeah, and I feel like I'm just like, you know, these are good testing shows. the waters, <laughs> testing the waters of it all, putting a toe in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Spirited Away is such a great uh, start for you. Like yeah. that's such a. It spoke to me. It sets the bar really, really high. Totally. Like, but then he streams. And and I honestly would rather that than you start with like, I don't like like Dragon Ball. I was gonna say Dragon Ball, but then I don't want to like offend anyone. You know. Yeah, or like Bleach, or uh, or like Naruto. Not to be disparaging to those. They have their time and place. They are very fun to watch. But as far as like animation masterpieces, they're not. Uh, up there. I don't really need to see a lot of anime with, like, a lot of bodily harm. Yeah. But I would really like to see things with, like, stronger underlying themes about humanity and then also some very strong female characters. To which I propose Paprika. Paprika. Hell yeah, actually, that's a great... Thank you, Maya. Or Nausicaa. Maya's here, by the way. Uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind is another Miyazaki film that Mm. uh, is a princess story, but she's the most badass princess you'll ever meet. It me! (laughs) It's so good! She has swords and she fights and she's saving these, like, giant cryptoid bugs from extinction. And it's it's supposed to be set, like, a thousand years after... uh, the um, the decline of like Western and Eastern civilization. Uh-huh. So it's like uh, I'm very into those themes because I feel like we're approaching that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it's like Renaissance era style of things. So everything like clothing. Like, yeah, everything Ooh, this is, is like this is my shit. Everything already. is like wind powered, yep. and they're all monarchical societies, mm-hmm. and it's just it's bonkers and honestly there's a he did the manga first it's actually his magnum opus Mm -hmm. and it's um i think it's seven series long like it's seven books long in the omnibus yeah um if you feel like doing a deep dive into that if you have the time read it if you don't just go straight into the movie because the movie's so gorgeous i probably do have time because all i the rest I'm doing is just dancing on dumpsters oh, every weekend. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I had a and finding Beavis and Butthead statues. Oh, 
my yeah. angels. Oh, it's so good, though. That's such a great little thing that you found. That's so nice. I mean, we have so much nerdy memorabilia around here. It's it's pretty obscene. I have a wall dedicated to Disney. I mean, I'm feeling the nerd vibes, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm really into it. I got a podcast called uh, that's about television and pop culture. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's my strong suit. It's meh. Do you mind if I just grab a... Yeah, just freaking kill it. Just... I'm getting a little bit more tequila because it's Tequila Tuesday. Yeah, it's, a, it's tequila and tunes. Would you like some? I am full already. Um, I've been waiting for you to crack that seal, girl. I'm so sorry. It's totally fine. You ready? Yes. Thank you. Tunes. Tunes! Yeah. Mm. Proud of you. I'm alive. I've never been more alive in my life. Um, so, you've seen Spirited Away. Mm -hmm. You've seen Nausicaa. Or not Nausicaa. No. You've seen Mononoke. Yes. Is that it? That's pretty much it. I am a baby. Okay. I'm an infant. <laughs> I'm floating in the primordial soup of anime. Yeah. Oh. You're right on the basics. Yeah. But you chose some real strong ones to start off with. So. Well, I gotta credit my friends for that. I've got friends with some really good taste. Good. Yeah. They'll help They're cooler you than I am. They'll steer, steer you in the right direction. Fully. Yeah. Um, are there any shows that you don't know about but you've heard of that you want to watch? Ooh. I probably just Rick and Morty, honestly. Yeah. Or I mean, anime is it Howl's Moving Castle? Which is also Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah, fully. I've heard about that one. Um, it's really good. I wouldn't say it's his strongest, but it is really, really well done. Um, there's. It's actually based off a book by Diane Wynne Jones, who's a fantastic author. I can loan you one of her books if you mm -hmm. want. Um, but it's not him telling his own story which I think kind of diminishes from the overall tale. But visually, it is still uh, just uh, an uh, absolute masterpiece, and I would highly recommend it. Excellent. Here, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Here? Yeah, do it. I'd recommend you get over here. What, do, what is a cartoon that you consistently go back to? Do you have one? Ooh. Okay, it might you know, I, I don't know if I do. I'm, I'm very, like into my live action shit right now so, okay you know i'm like geeking over game of thrones and yeah tell me about it all that kind of stuff so no i mean it's usually just like oh yeah like i found big mouth we found it on netflix and my roommate was like should we watch it and i'm like eh, sure why not why not sure yeah and now you're on episode nine. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm gonna go home and watch it. It's such a good show. I just so good. Everybody watch Big Mouth. Yeah, please, please support them so they can get a second season because if they don't, I will riot. I also They're going to. They have to. Yeah. Look at that voice cast. Look at how many people no, are talking right. about it on social media. They have to get a second season, right? It really just legitimizes everything that you felt okay. as a to young teenager. <laughs> You're going to call your mom Sher Shannon now? Is that what it Shannon. is? Shannon. You're going to call Fuck your off, Shannon. Fuck off, Shannon. Good. Now throw yourself on the bed and cry yeah. until you can't hear it. And also, for anybody who is a teenager, that doesn't go away. So It doesn't. <laughs> Just by the way, when they say it, uh, it gets better, it doesn't. What happens is you turn 21 and discover alcohol, and it just kind of numbs everything. And pot. You know, whichever. Either or or both. One-two combo. But I highly recommend don't do that right out of the gate, because then you'll get crossfaded and fall up the stairs and get a black eye. But also, like, just don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, throwing that out there. Just have to. Just don't do them. That's good. Um, do you have a favorite character on Big Mouth? Is it still Hormone Monster? It's mm -hmm. definitely between Hormone Monster and uh, Jess's Vagina. Okay. Because I'm kind of weirdly into Jay as a character. Just because I really like Jason Manzukis. Okay. And I feel also, like the way they the built his character and the way they did things like um, why he's so into magic mm -hmm. is such a like dark, dark 
territory to go into. Yeah. Of, like, he loves magic because his home life is so broken. And his, you know, his mother is just this monstrous human being that looks like she just locks herself in her room with Xanax and white wine. And her dad is, like, a shitty divorce attorney. His brothers are legitimate monsters. Yeah. Because, like, I remember hearing stories about, like, Ookie Cookie. Do you remember that episode that... They, with the the jisket, no, the, the sleepover. Oh right, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember hearing stories about that as a kid and being like, "That's not a real thing." I mean, when I was a kid that age, I was hanging out in houses like that. Like Ugh. that's like where I would go, so my parents wouldn't be questioning what I'm doing. I'm like, "Oh, I'm just going to this friend's house," and their house was like that, like older brothers trying to finger bang me, and I have to like hit them with a box of laundry soap. You know, hey, that'll just leave a mark. Just like that, but like, I also do think that his character is like well, the kid I've had a crush on I since know. I was like thirteen years old. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. like a little bit too wise for his years, but still really stupid. Yep. And um, you know, banging a pillow. Yeah, God, that story arc where the pillow had a baby oh, was and the just pillow came out with the hat with the marijuana leaf on it. Like, it's yeah, no, that like I was like, this is. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is that what person's house. I'm not yeah. going to say their house, but that is You know who house. you are. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> what you've done to me. You have made me this way. Full degenerate. I learned from watching you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there was something about his character and the way that he used magic as like an escape from the life that he lives and what he has to deal with on a daily basis that I don't know. I had a great home life. Uh I had a really, really good home life and my brothers are amazing people. But for some weird reason that really resonated with me. Are you the baby? I'm a middle child. Okay. Yeah. That's why I like the sound of my own voice. Right. Yeah. Well, also as the baby, I feel like I have that thing too, which is like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, with his character too, you can kind of see he's like trying to like prove his worth constantly or... Because he's got like the cool older brothers. Right. They're the coolest in, are they in middle school or high school? I can't remember. I feel like they're probably like freshmen or something in high school. Yeah. I think they, I think they said they were in middle school, but I, I, I honestly can't remember. I so distinctly remember being a sixth grader and looking at like eighth graders and ninth graders and freshmen and being like, damn, those are are some cool dudes. And then I got to that age and I realized like, oh no, we're all just idiots. Yeah. We're all just super duper dumb and it looks cool because we can get away with it. Whereas the sixth grader, like still understands rules and regulations. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're being like, detention is not a thing! And, like, being grounded doesn't exist, and I'll sneak out if my parents tell me that I have to stay inside. I don't care. I'm an adult. Right. And you're like, no, you're a child. I had a really strong pull to, like, relate to the older kids, too, but, like, also, I got a lot of attention, like, when I first turned into, like, sixth grade or whatever, because I got boobs immediately. Oh, Like, I no. was just, like, it was me and one other girl that, like, had the boobs. Okay. And so, you know, you'd get the eighth graders talking to you, trying to reach their hand down your pants <sighs> during your friend sleepover. Yeah. And um, so it's, like, it was kind of, like, a fine line of, like, this is really scary to me, and this is, like, I don't know if I'm ready to cross this line yet. And then also, like, I like this, and I like There's being a, a pioneer, and I like doing it before my friends nice. are doing it. I'm a trendsetter. Yeah, like, not even a trendsetter. Like, oh, I wanted to be the person, fuck, like, okay. the trailblazer to go out and find out about the shit and then come back and relay it to my friends. You wanted to be a mama bird. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm hearing. I still feel like I am a mama bird. You like, totally I, are. I like to do that. You are. Yeah. You pulled me under your wing right from <laughs> the second we met. Come here, baby. Get in there. <laughs> mama loves you. <laughs> You smell so good. <laughs> That's because I don't wear deodorant and I only take bubble baths. Oh <sighs> I remember, um, so the episode where Jesse goes to get like a sexy new bra. Oh yeah, her red bra. I remember the exact moment I bought my first thong. Really? My first like pair of thong underwear. Yeah. And um, Like I'm going to wear this and no one's going to see it, but I'm going to feel real sexy wearing it. No, but this was during the time back when it was cool to wear your thong strings up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. 
You showed that stuff off. Yeah, it was like a competition. You were out and proud. It's like yeah. who can who can floss the most. Yeah, I like don't want to slut shame sixth grade Laurel, but she was definitely trying it. Yeah, she was trying it. <laughs> You know, or like the bra straps that are like hanging off of the spaghetti. Yep. Yeah. The spaghetti strap with the bra strap mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, guess what's underneath? Seventh grade Jeremy was very confused by that. You're was like, like, boobs, but ah. Uh, but. Mm, mm, and I, you know, I was like five foot seven with like a very squeaky voice. Nice. And I was extremely skinny. Just killing it. And I was like I crushing it. Killing it at the eighth grade dance. Oh, man. What's up, Mackenzie Woods? Sorry for dancing with you. I know it was awkward. <laughs> you know what? That was, I actually distinctly remember my eighth grade dance. Mackenzie Woods came up, came up to me. Um, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry We're to so like sorry. name blast you right now. <laughs> but I apologize so much for what happened because uh, a guy named Austin Bailey. I remember all these names so distinctly wow. because, yeah, yeah, because I still have a vendetta. I'm that petty. He came up while we were slow dancing and he went, Oh, Jeremy. In my brain, this is how he sounds. Uh, Jeremy, I thought you were gay. <laughs> and then. You're like, I am, but I still get more tail than you, little bitch. I didn't even know at that time. At that time, I was just like, everything's confusing. I get a boner from everything I look at. I'm very indiscriminate. Yeah. So I decided the best course of action was mid-dance to just kick him straight in the shins. Ooh, actually, that's a, that's a power move. I like that. That was my plan. Yeah. And I got him square in the shins. Nice. And it was Black Hawk down. And Mackenzie looked at me and was like, that was not worth it. And she walked off, and I was crushed. Wow. And then I started dating men. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's on you, Mackenzie. Yeah, you did this. You did this to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I so hope that oh, you showed man. up and recorded. Uh, you want to wrap this ish up? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Let's, let's wrap it up. Do you have a last thought about cartoons? Anything along those lines? Um, just thank you to all the creators out there who yeah. spend their time and tears yeah. making good art for kids that help them grow and understand concepts of the world that sometimes adults aren't that good at explaining to you. Yeah, yeah, I would totally echo those sentiments of like, thank you to the people that make these cartoons because they're so worthwhile. Thank you. Yes, thank you so Blessings. much. Blessings. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Yeah. All right. Laurel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Please come back anytime you feel like it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hop on that fantasy shit. Oh, God. Yeah. You got to get up on that sci fi fantasy episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, our next couple episodes are probably going to be dealing with sci fi, and Laurel has agreed to do at least one of the episodes. I'll just let you know when they're happening, and you can come and bother us whenever you want. Yes. Especially if you have tequila. Oh, there will always be tequila. <laughs> well, this has been, uh, this is your pilot speaking, talking tunes and tequila with Laurel and Jeremy. I am, of course, the Jeremy. That is Laurel. Hey. And we will see you guys soon. I know you could choose many different planes to fly on, but we appreciate you for choosing us. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 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 This is your pilot speaking as part of Brevity Media Group. Dumb shows for smart people. That's going to sound great. (laughs) That's going to sound real good. Then we'll hit that button, and it's just done. Nailed it. Crushed it. You want lime? Uh, yeah. I do.